All right, so, glad to be here this morning, and I invite you to stand if you're able as we honor the reading of God's Word from John chapter 7, verses 37 and 39. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we do come into your house this morning with a thirst for your word. And I just pray that I am able to convey the message you want your people to hear today. We pray all this in your Son's precious and holy name. Amen. Y'all may be seated. So, you know, the last few days have been kind of cool. But do y'all remember it wasn't that long ago that we had 50 days of over 100 degree temperatures, one of the hottest on record And if you were outside for any amount of time, I'm sure you had a thirst for something cool and refreshing, sort of like a little bit of water. And you know, the great thing about this, I got this out of the fridge a little while ago, and it's really cool, you know, when you're really thirsty and you just, man, your mouth's dry, kind of like when you're up there in the pulpit, um, and you have a drink of water, and it satisfies that thirst for just a little bit. But if I let that water sit, it turns to room temperature, and it's just not as good as cold water. Man has been really clever over the years. They've invented sports drinks that are supposed to go in this water and make it more hydrating and, uh, and satisfy our thirst. We've got those fancy Yeti cups that'll keep your water cool for hours. But at the end of the day, we're thirsty again at some point. Misty encouraged me to dig up some facts on the human body in water. Well, the human body is a little more than half water. That means for an adult that weighs about 170 pounds, about 100 of that is water. The rest are bones, brains, tissue, but the most essential part of our body and our daily diet is water. Water, 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 Lurleen, water. Water helps transport nutrients, helps keep our temperatures regulated. We get hot, we sweat. Without water, our bodies can quickly dehydrate. In fact, a 2% decrease in your water, that's about two quarts of water, causes up to a 20% decrease in mental capacity. And I feel that right now, 20%. Um, Luckily, our body gives us some warning signs that we need water. Thirst is one of them. Though by the time we recognize our thirst, we're well on our way to being dehydrated. And I know this because I never seem to drink enough water. Right, Misty? And our hearts and souls can also get dehydrated. And God has wired us with signs to signal physical dehydration, but He's also given us signs of emotional and spiritual dehydration. 
That spiritual dehydration causes us to feel hopeless, guilt, fear, a sense of longing for something more. Those are symptoms of a dryness deep within. And just as we sometimes confuse a physical thirst with hunger or other problems, so too we often confuse the signs of spiritual thirst as caused by a particular difficulty we're facing, maybe a particular season in our life. We often call it stress. In his book, Come Thirsty, Max Licato writes, stress signals a deeper need, a longing, a thirst. Are there any signs of thirst in your life? We see evidence of spiritual thirst all around us. The longing to find relief from pain, whether it's emotional or physical, can become a desperate thirst that leads people to drugs, violence, and all sorts of things causing harm to themselves and others. Thirst is our body's way to draw us to water, to invite us to drink. And there's a story about that in the Bible. Jesus was thirsty. And he asked a woman for water. Jesus looked at her and he could see that she had a thirsty soul. A thirst that came from brokenness in her personal relationships. From fears that brought her to the well at noon rather than in the morning when she would have to face an entire community of people. Or perhaps a thirst that came from questions about God Himself. So where can we find this living water for our souls? The Bible contains several invitations to those who are thirsty. 700 years before Jesus sat next to a well and asked for a drink because He was thirsty, the prophet Isaiah shared a message from God. God spoke an invitation. Is anyone thirsty? Come to the waters and drink. Even if you have no money, come. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does no good? Listen to me and eat what is good. Come to me and listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting agreement with you and I will give you the same unfailing love that I promised King David. That was from Isaiah 55. Jesus issued this same invitation, not just to the woman at the well, but a few chapters later in the book of John. This time, rather than being in the territory of the Samaritan outsiders, Jesus is right in the heart of the city of Jerusalem in the courtyard temple. Jesus is there to be part of the annual Jewish celebration called the Festival of the Tabernacles. This is the remembrance of God's goodness to the people during the years of wandering in the desert, living in those tabernacles or tents after being freed from slavery in Egypt before they enter the Promised Land. And one particular event they commemorate during the festival is how God provided water for the people in this dry, barren desert. You know, uh, those people were screaming they were thirsty. And they went to Moses, and Moses cried out to God in prayer. And God directed Moses to gather all those people at a big rock. And Moses took his staff, and he whacked that rock. And water flowed out of that rock. That was from Exodus 17. At the annual festival of the tabernacle, they celebrated that provision from God, that life-giving water 
by having a priest go to a special spring to fill a large pitcher with water and then bring it into the temple and pour it over the altar. The priest did this each day for seven days and on that last seventh day the priest would fill several, several pitchers of water and pour them out again and again so the water would be flowing down running across the floor. The Holy Spirit was a gift of God that Jesus poured out on His disciples. That gift would quench our thirst, that deep thirst that's in our souls. Being a believer doesn't mean we won't get thirsty again. At the temple during the festival, Jesus is talking to a bunch of religious folks, the people who are there to worship God. So having religion and believing in God is not a once and for all cure for thirst. Just as standing in the middle of a lake doesn't become a substitute for drinking water. Our bodies will continue to experience physical thirst if we don't drink water. Our souls will continue to experience that physical thirst, that spiritual thirst, if we don't continue to nurture, listen to God's Word, and truly address our deepest thirst. You know, when I get up in the morning, most days I reach for my phone. And I'll waste 30 minutes looking at news, weather, right Shane? And lots of things. What went on overnight. What I got on my list to do at school for the day. And sometimes that will get me stressed out and aggravated. Right, Lisa? And I think, you know, if I would make a change here in my morning, in my routine, I'd open the Bible app and read a scripture or just pause and listen in that silence. Because yes, Aiden's out of the house. There's silence in the house. Praise the Lord. Um, but to listen to what God says, it helps me to be more prepared to face my day. And the nutrients of God's love have been carried to the hearts to give it strength. And my emotional attitude is better regulated throughout the day when I start off that way. And believers can become sources of living water. That isn't all that happens when we take a drink from the living water of Christ's presence and we invite that spirit to fill us up. It's not just about how I benefit myself. Rick Warren has a book called The Purpose Driven Life. And it starts with the words, It's not about you. And it's not all about you. In that invitation in Isaiah 55, to all who are thirsty, come and drink, the Lord explains, see how I use you to display my power among the peoples. Nations you do not know and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey. Because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Our well-watered lives are to draw other thirsty people to God and invite them to find that water that truly gives us life. And that's what amazes me about Jesus. Here he's saying with this gift of living water, it isn't that I should go to him to find it. And I believe that's true. What amazes me is he goes on to add that when I do, my life will become a spring, a river, to which life-giving water flows out to others. 
And that's just amazing that God can use us in so many ways to benefit others. Over in Isaiah 58, God continues to speak to His people. He says, if you get rid of your unfair practices, quit blaming victims and stop pointing the finger, spreading malicious talk, and share your food with the hungry, if you satisfy the needs of the down and out, then you will become like a well-watered garden, like a gurgling spring that never runs dry. If we go back to the Samaritan woman, her response to Jesus' life-giving presence is a picture of what Jesus says satisfies His hunger and quenches His thirst. She generously leaves her water jug behind for a weary group of Jewish men. And as the living water bubbles up into her life, she rushes back to her village and begins to share testimony of God, the Messiah, of the Savior of the world, and invites her entire community to come and meet Him. And on the last page of the Bible, in the final verses in the book of Revelation, which it may be a year before we get to the end of the book, on our study, but we're having a good study, right, Lurleen? Um, it says in Revelation twenty-two seventeen, the Spirit and the Bride, and for those who don't know, that's the church, that's us, says, come, come, are you thirsty? Come and drink. Anyone who wants may drink from the free gift of the waters of life. Will you allow that gift of living water to quench your thirst today? How will it then flow out to water those around you? People unknown to you. People who are parched with a longing for life that truly satisfies. Who will you invite to come and drink from the free gift of the waters of life? I want to invite you to bring your parched soul to the only one who can give you living water. If you're spiritually parched, go to Jesus. He's not just going to quench your thirst. He'll provide an eternal stream of living water. For a moment, I'd like to speak to you who aren't followers of Jesus. I'm glad you're here. No one's going to pressure you here. Here's what you need to know about Christianity. Christianity isn't about doing. It's about receiving. Jesus offers living water and if you recognize that your soul is parched because of sin and you're thirsty for God, come to Jesus and drink. You'll suffer eternal dehydration, or you can, but He offers forgiveness, cleansing, and eternal life through the Holy Spirit that He gives to all who come to Him with the empty hands of faith. Don't do anything, just receive Drink and enjoy eternal life. Now, if you're already a follower of Jesus, here's what I need you to know about Christianity as well. Christianity isn't about doing. It's still about receiving. Until we're home with the Lord, we're going to be thirsty. In this life, we sin and experience guilt and shame. We need to come to Jesus to receive a fresh cleansing through the filling of the Holy Spirit. In this life, we grow dry and weary in our souls. And we need to come to Jesus and receive a fresh renewal through that Holy Spirit. In this life, 
we're going to experience trials, pain, disappointment that we didn't plan on. We need to come to Jesus and drink that fresh comfort through the filling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus offers us that living water, the ongoing filling of that Holy Spirit. Come, receive, drink and be satisfied as you wait for the hope one day when your thirst will be quenched forever. Shall we pray? Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to speak your word this morning. I thank you for providing us all the gift, that opportunity to receive that spiritual living water that will truly satisfy our thirst. Lord, just be with us. Be with our world in the week ahead. We know there are times that we will be thirsty, both physically and emotionally thirsty. Just give us the strength, the courage to do the right things as you would have us to do and get our thirst truly satisfied. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.